day and welcome to the Dads of the NICU podcast. My name is Matt Bilkowski and I'm a proud father of two premature babies. My daughter Lara born at 25 weeks in November 2019 and my son Cooper born at 26 weeks in February 2022, both of which staying at the NICU at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital in Australia. I started this podcast in early 2020 to share my stories and feelings I've developed over my time in the NICU and I seek to connect with other dads during their journey. My goal for the podcast is to create an open forum where dads can listen, learn, reflect, relate and share in a healthy and safe place. So sit back and enjoy your journey through the NICU. Good day everyone and welcome back to the Dads of the NICU podcast. In this episode, I wanted to talk about the feelings, emotions, and thoughts that ran through my mind and the mind of my wife as we pondered trying again for our second child after such a long NICU journey. In the months that followed the birth of Lara, and whilst I was still in the NICU, I had some pretty bad thoughts running through my mind. I had so much doubt, so much hate, and there was just so much confusion. They were hard to overcome because there were so many layers to what I was thinking about and what I was trying to process during my first time in the NICU. I was starting to actually question myself. Can I get to the finish line? What if this all goes wrong? How would I ever want to be back in this position again? What would I do if I was ever back in this position again? Would I be better? Would it be better? What are the chances of this actually happening again? Do I want to risk it? Should we risk it? Is this all worth it? It really wasn't a good time to be inside my head. And once we got home and everything had settled down and we were fumbling our way through being first-time parents and trying to find a routine and trying to find our groove, I had a realisation. I need to reflect. I need to take stock on what had just occurred over the past 100 plus days. And I need to do something about the thoughts that were in my head and the doubt and worry that I was imposing on myself or I know that it would get out of control. And that's when I started the podcast. Now, I'm not suggesting that all the dads out there need to go out and buy microphones and set up a podcast account. But the best thing that I did was actually start to put pen to paper and write everything down. All of my thoughts, both good and bad, and how I was feeling, and how it was actually affecting me, and essentially start telling my story back to myself. I actually found this process so cathartic, and it actually lifted the dark clouds that had formed all those days ago. Now, if you actually want to go and start a podcast, power to you. Drop me a message and I'll certainly help you out along the way. Just don't forget me when you become famous. Now, back to the point of the episode... I needed to reflect on what had happened and to take an open mind into that reflection and to ensure that I was able to think clearly about the opportunity to chat with Jess again and have an open mind about starting the conversations of trying again after having a NICU baby, even though the doubt was still there to a certain degree. In general terms, we were very lucky on our first NICU journey. Our daughter Lara was one of the lucky ones. She didn't need any surgery, didn't have any major complications, didn't have any lingering health issues and had a fantastic development and growth once we got home. The thoughts were always in the back of my mind though. Have we used up all of our good luck? If I had to find the bad that was in all of the good, it would probably be the chemical burn that Lara received on day two when she was getting swabbed to put a central line in her left arm. The result was that she ended up with a burn that is now visible and may leave a permanent scar. The other bad thing that happened, which fortunately didn't have any other lasting effects, was the one time that a cot was lowered onto her oxygen tubes, cutting off all of the air and turning her blue. Once the nurses realised they were able to get her back, but they had to give a bit of a razz to get her going again. Even though we had a fairly seamless journey, there was still some uncertainty of how long it would actually take for us to recover mentally from our experiences and actually want to try again for number two. 
we were so caught up in keeping Lara alive at home as first-time parents that the thought of actually trying in was so far out of our mind it was actually laughable whenever someone brought it up. The only shining light was our little Lara. The negative thoughts that we'd have about trying again were all washed away every time I looked into her loving eyes and every time she hugged me back. I knew I wanted to go again. My wife Jess is the most mentally tough person I think I've ever met. She's faced some terrible adversity in her life and each time she just flips life the bird and keeps on marching. But even this battle was one of the ones that was probably going to take a while to overcome. We'd always spoken about having two to three kids, but that was if everything was progressing according to our plan. And technically it was. We had one very special healthy little girl, but we knew that Jess was at high risk of another preemie based on her recent history. As touched on in an early episode, it took us a while to fall pregnant with Lara. I think it's probably about 18 months in the end. So we also knew that there was no way we could actually plan the best time to have a second baby. So we figured we needed to get our heads right, then our bodies right, and then we'd see what happens. We went to a few counseling sessions together, which was absolutely fantastic. We were able to openly talk about the trepidation we were both feeling and about the risk factors heading into round two, but we also knew the potential benefits. Jess had a few additional follow-up sessions and then the time was right-ish. We got to the point where we'd agreed that we wouldn't not try per se, but we'd just let nature take its course, considering how long it actually took with Lara. And as luck would have it, we actually succeeded on our first attempt and in no time we were on our way to having our second child. One of the main things that kept thinking about though was that it can take anything out of our previous experience. There isn't that much you can control. So the worry and the doubt that I was putting into my mind was only getting in the way of me having a clear and rational thought about the whole process. So if you think about bad things, bad things will follow. And if you try and have a positive mindset, you're able to go into things more openly and as best you can. I got to the point where I was ready. We got to the point where we were ready. And Lara, well, she didn't really know what was going on, but we'll just say that she was ready too. I thought that I was actually gonna be so excited to fall pregnant again. And I thought it would be the same feeling as when we found out about Lara, as it took so long for us to fall pregnant the first time around. But as the following reflection will describe, it was far from excitement. As we fast forward to December 2020, we planned to take a holiday and head south from Brisbane to Sydney with Lara to show her off to a lot of our friends and family that still hadn't seen her due to all the lockdowns and border closures. We planned on driving all the way down to Sydney, which is about a thousand kilometres, to see Jess's family and to see my sister's family, and then drive another 300 kilometres down to Canberra to see my parents and a lot of our close friends as Jess and I both grew up in Canberra. But COVID was wreaking havoc in Australia again, and the whole of Greater Sydney was in lockdown, which meant no family visits for Jess's entire family and 99% of my family. Fortunately, my parents were in Canberra at our family home and were able to fly there from Brisbane without any other COVID issues. We undenied a little bit for a while about whether we want to go on a plane, but then we impulse purchased flights about 11am on the 23rd of December and by 5pm we were in Canberra. We had a fantastic time showing Lara around our old stomping grounds, as well as catching up with a lot of friends and family. It was such a special feeling for me to take Lara back to my family home and to share a few special moments with her in the place that I still hold close to my heart and where I grew up. We were due to fly home on New Year's Eve, but the day before Jess wanted to go for a little walk. So we went down to a playground just near my parents' house that had a little pond and in it they actually used to attract a lot of families down for picnics and skipping stones and fun in the playground, but it now looks a little bit run down and tired. I could still picture myself running around there and riding around the clay path when I was 10 years old and I'd love to see Lara do the same one day. Lara and I were feeding the ducks with some bread where Jess just sort of looked at me and blurted out, I'm pregnant. And at that moment, it felt like literally everything stopped. 
the birds had stopped chirping, the ducks stopped quacking, and even Lara sort of stopped and looked at them with a bit of an inquisitive expression. The initial reaction that I had was, oh, okay, really? And Jess's response was just as exciting. Yeah, that's what I thought too. There was no excitement in either of us. No fanfare, no doves were released, no barbershop quartet standing behind us singing our praises and congratulations. The feeling was really surreal, but not in a good way. I wasn't excited, but I certainly wasn't sad. It just didn't feel right for some reason, and I couldn't put my finger on it at the time. But it was not the same as when we found out about Lara. Our walk back up the hill to my folks' place was a quiet journey. We didn't really say much, but we were still really perplexed about the announcement. Once we got back to Brisbane the next day, we were back in our apartment and in our comfort zone again, but the weird feeling was still there. And for some reason, I just didn't feel right still. And for the next few weeks, Jess knew that it wasn't going to be the happy ending we're after. In the next episode, I'll cover off exactly what happened with this pregnancy that I'm referring to. But what I wanted to do is really reflect on the feelings that I had during this period and even talking to Jess about it. A great quote from her is that we were just going in with blind hope. We didn't know what was going to happen. We couldn't control it. We couldn't plan for it. We had no way of really knowing and nor did the doctors really. We had that many assessments, that many tests with the specialists that no one knew. We had a plan though and we're sticking to the plan. No physical activity, no heavy lifting, no strenuous exercise and anything else would actually jeopardise the baby from growing and the development that we needed. We knew that we had to do everything by the book and by the letter to give us the best opportunity. And this was tough. It was mentally draining throughout the whole process, but we knew that everything that we've been through previously, if we do everything right, hopefully we will get to the point in time that we're going to have a very happy and healthy baby that would prolong in the pregnancy. But there was always that doubt in the back of the mind. But as I referred to earlier, you've always got to try and find the positives and find that glass half full mentality. If you feel negative feelings, if you think negatively, negativity will follow and the doubt will always be there and the doubt will overcome. And at certain times, the doubt did overcome. But in hindsight, I was able to learn from that for our future experiences that I will cover off in the following episodes. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning into this episode. And as always, please seek professional advice and help if you feel that you need it. This podcast is certainly not your answer. It's just a means of helping out a little bit on your journey. If you like these episodes, please subscribe to Dads of the NICU wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to leave me a review. Please also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dads of the NICU. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to wash your hands.